I remember I did an interview at the scene bonus. Like, how you think you're practicing? I was like, I think I'm doing good. It was like, mm. Tampa Bay. Mm. I don't really like what we see. I'm sitting here like, look at me now. No, I'm sitting here like, then why are we meeting? <laughs> Welcome back. Episode number 17 of season two of Double Coverage with the McCrory Twins. We're running out of episodes. We're like established now, though. Like, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, I'm just saying overall. You're right. You're you know, right. they... uh. They keep bringing, they brought us back for a season two. They brought us the back. The network picked us up. Well, we need to thank your wife for allowing us to continue on her basement. As you guys house. know, house, as you guys know, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, all those great podcast uh, destinations, or you can find us on YouTube if you want to see our handsome faces. All you have to do is search double coverage. Mama, the, we made it! With the McCordy twins. And as always, you can keep up with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at McCordy Twins. Quick shout out to our partners here at Double Coverage, Boston Medical Center, and Embrace Kids Foundation. We have all partnered together to tackle sickle cell disease. All you have to do to learn more is visit tacklesicklecell.org, upcoming events, ways to donate, ways to get involved and raise awareness. It'll all be found there. Also, we'll, um, have, we'll have an event coming up soon too at the yes, end of February, yes, coming up in New Jersey. For sure. Uh, go to the website to check that out. Our friends at Normatech, thank you. Uh, anywhere athletes are redefining their potential, Normatech recovery systems are helping them push boundaries and exceed their goals. Recover faster, increase circulation, and conquer sore muscles with Normatech, the ultimate recovery for today's athlete. Visit www.normatechrecovery.com for more information. Go pick yourself one up and get on to recover. We, we got to start. How you feeling? You, you you recovered? Man, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. You know, Thursday uh, will will mark another milestone for me. But about ready to start getting a little jogging and all of that. So oh, you're not running full speed yet? No, I'm not running full speed. Right. I mean, I have some Wolverine. I have some I have some Wolverine bro. properties to me. Um, but I'm not full mute. It's pretty soft. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need you to pick me up today. My son, my daughter woke me up at 12:30 in the morning. Uh, then my son woke up at 5 a.m., so I had to go with him. Yo, and then and then Low woke back up at 6:30. Yeah, anyway. this is this is a positive start. Before we get into sports and all that, the off season is rough for dads. Like the off season hits and it's just like full dad mode. Like I told my wife one week, hey, like you can sleep in a little bit. I'll wake up a little earlier. I'll get up with the kids, get the breakfast going before school. Okay. And like she took that as what like a man, what a man, what a it's like, hey, like all off season, I'm just gonna sleep in a little bit while you get it done. So like we had MLK on Monday, so no school. So Monday night I'm like, are you gonna wake up with me? I'll get up, but you're gonna get up with me. Yeah, I'll get up. Alarm goes off 30 minutes later. She's still in bed. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, it's time to get up. Help out. Then today. One That's poor leadership, though. Oldest daughter had tutor um, after school. Youngest had dance. Wife did dance. I did tutor. Had my son in the waiting area. Wasn't that patient. Won't get into that. But we get back. I'm like, what's for dinner? She was like, I was going to cook when I got home. Cool. So I'm, I get home. She was like, yeah, uh, you can put the rice on it. Can you take the chicken out the fridge and put it all in a bowl? I'm like... Do you mean like cook? <laughs> no, nah, I can't do that. You I don't, don't cook? I don't cook. Laundry, I'll do laundry. I'll do my laundry. I'll do the kids' laundry. I'll help her with her laundry. I'll do the dishes. I don't cook. I don't ask her to play football. Do not ask me to cook. Can and you nothing, cook, though? No, I can't. And there's nothing gender-related. I Everybody's household has roles, just like a team. Like, 
with the Patriots in 2019 and for the last 20 years, Tom Brady is the guy. He's had a role to play quarterback. The, the, and he's, he's killed that role. Somebody like if me. you ask Tom to play free safety, though. Can't do it. That's been your job. You're the quarterback of the defense. Not Somebody years, like me. Though. I join a team, I'm like the janitor. Like, I, I, I find my places, I get in where I fit in, and I make some things shake a little bit. At home, I get in where I fit in, I take control of this area, that area. Laundry, I'll take control of. Play, you up. play with the kids, you're active? Yeah. Active on the Nintendo Switch? Yup, all of that. Tutor, I'm talking to the tutor. Hey, we need to work on these things, we need to work on those things. Okay, so you're educator too. I'm at swim class, you know what I mean? I'm at gymnastics. I do swim. I'm there for all of that. I can't do gymnastics. Because my, my well, daughter, your daughter's still young. When I go to gymnastics. That's called, that's called like tumbling or mommy well, and me. But she's in a year up on her. Mm. And like, you know, like when parents be like, yeah, my daughter's two and she's with the three-year-olds. And they say it like with their chest out and they're proud. When I went, I was embarrassed. She doesn't follow directions. Yeah. She's the only one that walks around with a stuffed animal in the, in the whole class. And like the teacher's trying to teach these kids, but she's off doing this. So the See, your kid, a- your kid is the type of kid that distracts my kid. Yeah. Like, she'll go to gymnastics and she'll be following along, doing what all the other kids do. But then there's that one kid that chooses that they're just going to do whatever the hell they want. And they're going to go off into outer space and just go do some stuff. And then my kid is just like, damn, well, what are they doing? And then Kai's off in outer space with. So your daughter... Is the type that we just don't need in these gymnastic classes. One time, I think we had uh, a victory Monday, so I went. I went, and I was like, oh, she can't come back. I said, she's a total disturbance in the class. So I, This is kind of so upsetting I don't go back me and watch. because she's tarnishing the McCourty name. That's what I felt like. I felt like, I feel like in my household, I should, be, should have good kids who listen. And this they're going to follow directions. They might not be great at it. But the one thing they're going to do is follow directions and give you effort. In the New England area, they're kind of letting us down. Like, we got we to gotta do some things about that. You We've know? been working on it, though. She had a bad, bad uh, bedtime, didn't want to go to sleep. So, no slime, no Play-Doh today. So, we're working on it. We're working on it. No slime. That's a killer. Yeah, no slime. Slime's annoying anyway. Shout tough. out to makers of slime, though. She locks in for four hours on slime. Tough cleanup. Not for me. She listens to that. Breaking news, the New York Giants have added another former assistant coach from the New England Patriots, Brett Bielma, will be joining the New York football Giants I know we say, I know we say there's always movement in the NFL, but since 17, 2017, the Patriots got to be towards the top of the league of just losing coaching staff to, like, person. Like, that has to be pretty high. Winning comes at a price. The amount of people they've lost. Winning comes at yeah, a de- price. Yeah, it definitely does. You look at Jerry is now going to be a new, uh, in, on the Giants. Quarterbacks uh, coach. Pat Graham from New England. Joe Judge from New England. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Miami has a bunch of New England coaches. So, yeah. it's New England's everywhere. I was on social media, and I keep, I keep getting tagged in this post. That says the New York Giants are targeting Devin McCourty, Kyle Van Noy, and Jamie Collins. Are Fake you, news. Are you being targeted? I hope I'm not being targeted. That sounds that would terrible. Be, that would be tampering. No, I'm just saying targeted sounds terrible. That sounds like I'm watching freaking home, uh, Homeland. Well, I'm watching the show The You, and uh, I'm watching season one. The You or just You? I don't know. It's not that great. Everybody's raving about it. You. I mean, and Wait till you, I just finished. The lady, the lady has a stalker. Season. I just finished season two because if we don't watch it, Eric Rowe is like texting us nonstop yeah. about the show. Um, it got better, and then the ending was just brutal to yeah. the season. Well, we got off target. You're not being targeted. Moving on. 
Odell Beckham um, had an arrest warrant. But we didn't a, get a chance to break news, but the arrest warrant is already been dropped. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. The uh, security guard in which he slapped on the rear end um, is no longer willing to press charges. Odell had a great night. We already talked about it yeah. at the national championship. Pretty stupid situation. Comes out of price. Right. But you gotta is, keep, probably got to keep him calm in Miami if he's down there for the Super Bowl. Well, it was just reported today that he had core muscle surgery. So stop anybody. It's kind of limiting. Yeah. We'll see. Either way. This was very interesting. Watching the NFC Championship game, go on social media. Battle of the decade. Go on uh, social media. Uh, the former All-Pro, Pro Bowl. Um, Future Hall of Famer. Yep. Darrell Revis uh, goes on. and wasn't, he, he just wasn't impressed. He wasn't impressed by Richard Sherman, um, obviously in the game. But overall, he, he wasn't impressed. And um, if you go back through the years, these two have kind of went back and forth at each other on – you know, at the time when Reeves was playing, who was the quote-unquote best receiver? Um, stated, fear of getting beat in man-to-man coverage, every snap, every play. The fact that he doesn't travel as a cornerback is lame. Accept the challenge as the best and shut Adams down the entire game. Do it for the game of football. Stop hiding and cover three zone. Sherman had a lot to say. Took a shot at Reeves' uh, year nine. Um, I guess basically called it the downfall. Uh, of Revis, but I mean the one thing I would say is obviously he actually posted a picture of uh, Revis getting beat. Um, so it was it was I feel like these it was th- all petty. Yes, these and Revis said it when he put it out there said that it was petty. And to me, these type of conversations are meant for the barbershop, not people that have had such elite careers like the Darrell Revises and the Richard Shermans of the uh, league. Like, you don't really need to sit there and, like, let other people discuss how great you were because both of them were elite. And obviously Sherman has played in a different system, and he's elite for different Revis, different reasons. A Darrell Revis or a Stephon Gilmore are elite, but he is extremely elite. You can make the argument that through the span of his time in the NFL till now, there really hasn't been a he has, corner He has the most interceptions in the decade. And not only interception. It's like the lower passing passer rating while throwing to him as well. So it's not like he's giving up plays and catching touchdowns. He's shutting down his side of the field. But I do – Did you see it, what Keenan Allen said? No, I didn't. I thought it was interesting. He said when you watch Revis, Revis is the technician. He, he has his technique down pack. He's not going to be – you know, wrong leverage, any of that. And he says, Sherman is a guy, like, you might catch him uh, with his technique. He might not, but he's a ball hawk. Mm-hmm. He's going to be around the ball. He's going to get his hand on the ball. It's going to be tough to beat him, you know, once the ball's in the air. And I thought that was a pretty good assessment when For you sure. watch those two For guys. Sure. For sure. Um, but the bottom line is, like you said, you're not going to have much luck two Hall of Fame throwing guys. at those guys. For sure. For sure. Sherman, Sherman probably is going to finish one of those guys with, like, 40 to 60 interceptions. Yeah. Future Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's, 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 and right after, like, Revis pulled all that stuff, Sherm comes up with an interception. So, um, so he has two in the playoffs this year. Yeah. yeah. Both games, yeah. interception. Yep. Getting ready to compete for another Super Bowl. So, look forward to it. Yeah. Shout out Katie Sowers. Uh, first female to coach in the Super Bowl. Um, that is just, I mean, that's awesome. You know, I think to represent, you know, females – and a sport that doesn't usually have females in that position, uh, to have her on the biggest stage, um, 
the best part of it is the platform she now has. I hope they do a bunch of specials on her. I know there's going to be some people be like, well, she's just a coach. You don't do specials on other people. We know they don't need to do specials on other men coaching. She's breaking barriers. She's breaking chains. So I think this is flat out awesome. I hope she gets a ton of media, ton of press. I hope it inspires other women who grow up sitting on the couch watching football sure. um, and, and end up loving the game of football that they don't feel like they have to only go on the broadcasting or cheerly or do something that doesn't involve hands-on coaching um, or and even playing, you know. So Carly Lloyd, you know, talked, talked about, about maybe kicking. So, you know, all these women who do this and break barriers and open new doors, uh, it's awesome. You know, I hope she goes out there and, and just crushes it. It's been interesting, too, speaking of coaches. I saw uh, somewhere on social media someone has said, looking at this game, you would say Kansas City, known for its powerful offense, the 49ers known for how well they've played on defense. And you have two coordinators, um, offensive coordinator for Kansas City. Uh, how do you say his name? Um, Bielami or something like that. Offense go, yeah. Yeah, and then the enemy, yeah. And then Salah, I think is how you say his name for the 49ers. Both minority um, coaches, neither one of them head coaches. After, Dominated. After they've ran through Kansas City for the, however. And the enemy I mean? keeps getting the. He's not calling plays, but you look at Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy, both were offensive coordinators in Kansas City, and both, both end up head coaches for now. sure. So um, looking forward to just seeing. Like, been a lot of talk. I'm sure. Rooney I'm rules, sure. So. You know, those guys will get their opportunities. But I remember having a debate with somebody on Twitter. It was like, well, maybe there needs to be more minority candidates. And the truth of the matter is that they're there. They're just not being. They're just not the ones that are being promoted. So I'll be interested to see. And also in the coaching world, Dean Pease. Uh, retires. Um, New England legend. Uh, Rabel before, was able to pull him off the couch to come coach. He was here before I got here, but a part of some really good football teams. Yep. Um, and then also Romeo, Romeo Cornell, Cornell. Uh, will no longer be Houston's defensive coordinator. So he may still be there. Not yeah, sure. they said not clear if, he, if he'll just retire. Yeah. Um, but two guys that, um, even though I was here after their time, you always hear guys talk about what they meant to the organization how good they were as coaches, uh, great defenses. I mean, and they were a part of really good defenses throughout the years uh, here in New England. So for sure. always honor those who come before us. Shout out Conor McGregor um, for, what was it, 40 seconds worth of action? Yeah. Um, picking up. Uh, Boy, I know people was mad. Who bought that pay-per-view? Yes, Ooh, sir. Wee, yes, that's sir. Mike Tyson-esque. Threw the cowboy hat out and got the dub. And what sucks is nowadays pay-per-view is so expensive. My man Marquise came up here. He lives in Arizona, used to play uh, here in New England. Queese comes up and he, he texts me like, hey, I'll pay you mind if I watch the fight. And I'm like, bro, don't worry about it. My house, Mikasa Sukasa. How do you go? Mikasa Sukasa. You had it halfway right. I'll pay for it. Man, I paid my bill to, uh, the next month. I was like, why is my bill so high? I looked, damn fight was $75. 70, I said, come on, $75 for a bunch of undercards. And might be one good undercard. They're going to show the highlight of the knockout on uh, SportsCenter. So. But we all still do it. Not even me. when I'm here by myself, I do it. Not me. I've never, I've never paid for a pay-per-view for a fight. Yeah. I'm not interested. It comes on next week. Yeah, but it's too late. It's too late. You're just a boring guy, though. You had some community. Yeah, uh, community outreach. Um, I did the unthinkable. Uh, woke the kids up Saturday about 7.15, 7.30 in the morning. We were out of the house by 8.30 headed to Faneuil Hall right in Boston uh, to be a part of launch day of Project 351, 
Uh, Project 351 is a nonprofit here in Boston. 351 represents the 351 uh, towns slash cities of Boston. Um, and what Project uh, 351 does, they go out and they just service. They service others uh, in multiple ways. They go out and just do community service all year long. Uh, you and me actually last May uh, and Dave and Andrews got to be a part of the wrapping up ceremony. So this year was very, uh, I was honored to be there uh, as one of the service heroes. Uh, I guess you were honored too. You, mm -hmm. they, they said your name, but only I was there. So uh, I don't know how much it counts for you. Um, but I brought the kids with me too. And they did phenomenal. We sat there, it was about an hour and a half, uh, took Braden on stage. Um, as soon as we got on stage, mommy, mommy, mommy. But they lasted at the Children's Museum. So uh, it was really cool to be a part of uh, the launch day for Project 351. A lot of great people um, they honored. Um, so uh, it was really good. Honor Bathia. Bathia, uh, awesome person, really helps us out uh, with Tackle Sickle. So over with BM, uh, helps out at BMC as well. So mm -hmm. uh, we got to connect and, and hang out for a little while. Sounds good. Sounds good. I had a speech too. Found out right as I was walking on stage. Good thing you're well-spoken. I did okay. Conference championship weekend, Kansas City. We'll championship start, weekend, we'll baby. AFC because I'm always more interested in the AFC because <laughs> it's the only conference I've ever played in. Um, Signing up. AFC, uh, Kansas City and Tennessee went at it in the conference championship. Game had a quick start to it. Uh, Titans got out to an early lead, being able to um, actually hit them with a few play actions. The Titans started the game the way they needed to play for 60 minutes. For sure. Hey, you think we're going to run, run, run? We hit, we hit the pop pass to A.J. Brown. He gets loose. Takes it 60. Derrick Henry still running downhill eight yards, five yards. So uh, the game definitely started the way Tennessee won. But the challenge we said that they were going to have was that once, if Kansas City was able to put points up, how are you going to match their points and well, still and we be just able talked about covering to run the ball? Just yeah. covering them, even yeah. before they put points up. So watch, watching the game, I was tweeting during the game, I think – I was a little bit more invested in the game. I don't really think, like I said, I don't really think I, I have a team when I'm watching it, but then as the game gets going and you start to see all the guys you're familiar with, you start rooting for them. Um, and Tennessee, obviously, as anybody, a lot of times when you play Kansas City, you play a good amount of zone to try to mix it up, not let the ball go over your head. But I felt like the tough thing is when it came down to those third and mediums, third and shorts, the zone, Mahomes is just so crafty back there uh, with time, being able to put the ball in certain spots. Uh, to be able to break down the zone. And then the times they went, down, went man, Kansas City was able to make them pay for it. I mean, that's just a very, very tough offense to try to stop. Um. It, 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 when an offense is that explosive, a term we use in the NFL is make them drive the field. Yeah. Make them take the ball from if they get it. If it's a touchdown after first down. After make first them drive down. it all the way through the red area. And that what hurt. Kansas City started the game like that. They mm -hmm. went three and out on the first drive, but then they drove the ball down the field, and Tyreek Hill scores on a little quick uh, end yeah, around type now. play. Um, but score, then after that, they, once they get a couple big plays. They score before half. I mean, they drive. Crushed them. Tennessee, I think, went on like an eight-minute uh, eight drive, scores, and then kicked the ball off. Kansas City goes down and scores in like a minute. And then they stop Tennessee, and they punt the ball. And it was the first time they had stopped Tennessee. Yes. Two-minute drive. And that run by Mahomes was just – I'm watching the game, and I was it just really like, did. that was killer. And like, I think it – I think it because the way Tennessee jumped out, you know, it was 10-zip. Confidence building. Then it was 17-7. Seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. And then next thing it's 17-14. And now you're like, all right, if we just get a stop before the two – Tennessee hadn't – I heard the commentators, they hadn't been scored on 
Hadn't gave two up minute, a touchdown right? in a two-minute all season. And I think two that two-minute, you're sitting there and you're like, well, if we get a stop or We're at least just position. make them kick three. Yeah. And then the way you say, Mahomes, the way Mahomes scores, I mean, it was the, just backbreaking. With the Pop Warner stutter. It was just uh, backbreaking. And, and is able to take it the distance and score. So. I think that really crushed Tennessee. And then knowing all players understand the, the second half flip. If you can score as an offense and then get the Kansas ball. City got the ball coming out. They got the Lamar Hunt trophy. How many people at home were sitting there like, wow, the Lamar Hunt trophy. The can- Hunt? A lot of people didn't know that. A lot of people right now don't know what you're talking about. Ownership. The Hunt family. Lamar Hunt, the trophy, the AFC Championship trophy is named after Lamar Hunt, who one was of the owner. founders of, of Kansas City. And, and Kansas City is one of those franchises that have kept it in the family. Uh, so it's still under the hunts. Um, and that's I didn't know trophy. That. I was like, wow. I didn't enjoy uh, Frank Clark's postgame uh, commentary, but my man was hyped. And I, I loved it, though. He took a shot at D Ford. But why? Talking about offside. I'm just saying, only but reason why? I'm saying I loved it is because now they're going to play, play each other. Yeah. They won't play against each but other. We but we always say it the team that wins the game gets to say whatever, whatever the heck they want. It's just so I remember watching y'all win the Super Bowl in. Seattle, when y'all in had Arizona. Revis and Brown in Arizona versus Seattle in Arizona. And I'm watching all of the DBs and after the game, and all y'all are talking about is we're the best secondary in the league. This, we're the best secondary. And it was just like it, when Logan and beat us in the um, wild card. KV made the revenge tour comment. Logan had a field day with it. Revenge tour stops now. Like, and it's just when you went, and then at the end of it, whoever wins the last game, you get to talk all the trash. You don't talk. And you got a long time to talk. For sure. I you had a mic drop long. moment last the year before in 2018 as a Super Bowl. It took a long time to get there. Green Bay, San Francisco game. Not was, gonna lie, I missed most of the game. I was at dinner. Was not eventful. I turned to the game when it was 24 zip, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like, I was like, "Whoa, what happened?" San, and then San Francisco just won the way they've continued to win. That front four is incredible. Shout out my man Kwan Williams yep. from, from St. Joe's St. Regional Joe's High School yep. in New Jersey. So I, hopefully I find him in Miami to show him some love. Yeah. Hope he goes out there and dominates. But it was just, I mean, San Francisco ran the heck out of the ball. Coleman goes down early, and they just continue to run the ball. 220 yards for a touchdown. Mosterat, I think is how you say his name. I'm not sure. But um, have been on multiple teams, cut multiple times. Um, undrafted free agent. And... Now the second most rushing yards in playoff history. Behind, you know, who? Who's behind? Former Rams player, tall running back, War 29. Oh, um, Eric Dickerson. Eric, yeah, he did. 248 yards. Oh, yeah. In a game where they beat the Cowboys 20 to zip. And Morse had four touchdowns, right? Four touchdowns. Yes. Incredible. That's awesome. Aaron Rodgers and them, they made a little bit of or a He's an early favorite for one the weekend. Yeah. By far. They um, made a, a little bit of a comeback, was able to put some points on the board. Jimmy G threw for 70 yards. Did he? 70-something yards. And some of it was probably from, like, a jailbreak screen. Like, they were just like, we're just going to keep running the ball. Because even Debo Sanders got in the running game with a yeah, couple reverses. that's what I mean. Like, I saw two reverses within, like, Seventy I think seven or eight seven plays. Yards. Kittle's had a nice Kittle's had a nice catch, but Kittle, uh, Kittle had a nice catch, but he really Kittles didn't throw the, carry Kittles from from Nova. Yeah, really didn't throw the ball much at all. But Green Bay could not stop them on the ground, and Green Bay really couldn't get anything going. So, not what you expect in that game. M- my son is all hyped up. 
there's two red teams in the Super Bowl. His favorite color is red. I mean, we're watching the Texans in the divisional round, and Deshaun Watson's this guy. He had this action figure of Deshaun Watson when he was younger, so he's just been a Deshaun Watson fan. And I'm all for it. I like Deshaun Watson. Um, he's all for it. Deshaun Watson, they're out there. Next thing you know, Kansas City's mounting a comeback. I'm going for the wet team. I'm going for the wet team. I'm just like. So you create you, you creating a bandwagon. Bandwagon fan. He was all for the Patriots last year when we beat the Rams. Um, he was rooting for the Titans. He was like, Daddy, you used to play for them, right? When they beat us. So it is, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Everybody's happy. Yeah, it is what it is. Who knows? My wife's not. She's not she was happy the Titans lost, I think. Nah, I'm kidding. But, yeah. All right. Let's what did you think? Let's of, dive in. Yeah, what did you think of the Aaron Hernandez documentary? You're a guy that played with him. I'm not asking for any commentary on like what he yeah, went yeah. through or any of that stuff. I, I, I wasn't a fan. And um and I think the the thing that was really disgusting about the whole thing wasn't the documentary's fault per se, but I was listening to the radio today, and because of the documentary has come out, and now everyone's talking about, hey, did you see what happened? The family of Odin Lloyd has received messages via social media, people, I guess, sending letters, like telling them that they did a horrible thing and they 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 brought Hernandez down and they did. And I'm sitting here like this family lost their son, their brother, their, you know, big cousin, like community lost a, a, a young man. And I'm like, people had the audacity to reach out to this guy's mom and really say stuff like that, whether that's your opinion or not, like have whatever opinion you want once you watch a documentary, but why go the extra step and make sure your opinion's heard by someone who's already dealt Probably with this loss. Yeah. And like, Probably I'm sure, but I'm sure at some day. point though, she has like moved on a little bit and now she's, days. she's reliving the whole thing yeah. because I'm sure it's like, it's even been on the chose, news. Even it's if been, she chose not to watch the documentary. It's just been everywhere. Yeah. Um, but getting into the documentary, it, the documentary's called like getting into the mind of Aaron. Aaron How? Like you didn't get, we interviewed Callahan who didn't know him. We interviewed Lee Bodden, who kind of played with him, but like was on IR. Then the next year, Jermaine Wiggins didn't play with him. Um, Moreland from San Francisco, who retired early, mm-hmm. linebacker, didn't play with him. Like I, I don't even think he was in the league until like two or three years after all of this happened. Um, and then you had a bunch of people from high school, from the, like the way back past. So it was like, all right, we got the high school. We got some of the early life. We already got that, though. We knew that there was no bridge. Like, there was no bridge to get. So I just felt like the documentary had, like, all right, we want people to walk away with this. I think, like, like a good documentary you watch, and I feel like usually everyone walks away with something that That they they had thought from from a documentary that's just filled with information, stuff you didn't know. This, to me, was just like, hey, we want you to know uh, we want you to to walk away and think that he was homosexual and he had CTE and that's why all of this happened. And like to me, I don't. That's not when I watch the documentary. I want to watch it and then Form manifest and think of stuff on my own. I just felt like it was directed like just directly at that had a the whole time and filled the, the narrative just yeah I, and i definitely would agree for me watching it and i didn't even finish it but uh, i didn't watch the la- the end of the last ep- uh, episode but the things that i took out of it that i was just like oh wow of some good insight was the phone conversations 
while he was in jail. And then I, I, I didn't, some of the childhood stuff, learning that part of it. But the phone conversations to me, it was a little was bit authentic. of an inside look of just like, all right, these were some of the relationships. This is how we interacted. And it's still bits and pieces, but that's just, that is what it is, a part of a document. But I would agree. There was so much as I'm watching it, I'm just like, well, man, as I'm watching this, I was in the league at the same time he was at the, in the league. And I'm just like, everybody giving a perspective in this knew him just about as well as I knew him just playing against him. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I felt like there were college teammates that, and I don't know if maybe they reached out and every single person declined, but there were college teammates you possibly could have reached out to get an idea of what it was like for the years he was in college. There was maybe former teammates here with New England. And obviously guys like yourself and, and those guys like Gronk, and you're not doing, you're not doing a documentary to talk about this. But I felt like you might have been able to reach out to certain guys who maybe had short stints in the league who may, might have been interested to talk about. I just felt like there were more people that, like you just said, could have gave a better perspective to be able to get more out and of I it. And I hope this puts the whole thing to bed. Like, it's a very sad story. Within this story, multiple lives lost, kids growing up without fathers, just mothers losing. Like, it's just, it's just a, a very tough story. So hopefully this is like, all right, let's all let this go. Let's let it, you know, let it be whatever it is. And let's all move on. Like, let's stop, you know, let's stop digging into this. Um, so hopefully, and I think you feel that way because when something happens that, like, you know the people, like, I say that I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I turned on Making a Murderer and watched it and binge watched it. I watched, but it's just, I think it's tough, though, when you watch something and you know, you know, like, the person involved it's just tough to watch. So, yeah. um, all the way around for both. Yes, it is what it, it is. But for any party involved, you exactly. know, the, the people that lost their lives, their family. To members, know anybody involved. For in sure. It. For sure. Um, but like you said, we'll move right along as well. Um, the Bengals say they have no interest in trading the number one. Saw pick. an interesting tweet, though. Said it happens all the time. All the time. Everybody says they have no interest. Giants in said they had no interest in trading Odell Beckham. They're gone. Trade Odell Beckham. Who just, else was a big trade? Just the way it is. It just happens. Antonio Brown got traded. It's just what happens. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes, man. It, it seems like, I mean, the only reports we've seen is Miami uh, is interested. And Miami, we know, has a lot of draft offer, picks that yeah. they can offer um, going forward. So yeah. it will be interesting to see what Cincinnati does because yeah. you know you need a quarterback. But we have seen teams that have so many other holes drafting a young quarterback and sending him out there to the Wolves <laughs> is not always the answer. So yeah. it'll be interesting and, how it works yeah. out. In regards to seeing how it all works out, Brady in Vegas, pictured uh, with Mark Davis uh, down there at the fight. The people um, went crazy. See how it goes. No, nah, uh, I saw uh, Mar Martellus Wiley. Now I'm in a train room, so sports is on the TV all the time, so I actually get to watch all these sports shows. And Martellus Wiley actually on the show, I forget what show it was, but he puts up a picture of himself down at the fight with Mark Daniels, uh, Mark Davis, I'm sorry, and was just like, I'm getting ready to make a comeback. Me and Mark Davis talked about it. Get ready to see me back out there. And he said, exactly. This is the same thing we're all doing. Just seeing that a damn picture. He said, the fight was in Vegas and the man is building a big ass stadium in Vegas. Of course, he's there and people take pictures with him. And he said, let's just move on and stop talking about it. That's pretty good. We'll advice. do it. Shout out my man, Vinny Sinceri, uh, hired uh, on the staff with the Patriots. Uh, he was in New England while I was in there in the safety room with me. Very energetic, funny guy. All you New Englanders that watch this. What are the Patriots getting? You're getting an energized guy, a guy that knows the game. Uh, 
coach at Alabama. His dad's a coach. So he's one of those kids that they say he's a coach's son. I mean, he understands <laughs> technique. He understands leverage. He understands everything because he does it perfectly. And now he is also following his uh, dad's steps. His uh, older brother's actually a coach, too, that was at Alabama. Uh, Vinny was there in the spring and was hanging out with him. So uh, happy to see him in New England. Um, I think he'll be a very bright mind added to the coaching staff. Without a doubt. Uh, Jonathan Holloway named Rutgers next. I think it's 21st, but don't quote me. I believe it's 21st president and also going to be the first uh, black president in Rutgers Q, history. Q Young Jeezy. My president is black. My <laughs> Lambo. There you go. So shout out to... Uh, I thought Ms. it was cool. Like we just talked about uh, with, with Katie uh, Sars. You're, you're busting down doors. Breaking barriers. Breaking baby. barriers. So uh, wish him the best. Looking forward to meeting yeah, him and, when we're and back he was on at, campus. he was at Yale. Yeah. He's from Yale. Definitely. New England. He was at Yale. If you're in the New England area, if you're a really good football player, I mean, go to Rutgers. We got a guy from Yale. You're going to get a great education, and you're playing under a really good coach. Without a doubt. Especially if you play receiver. I know, I know that receiver coach is pretty good. Shout out, Ty. He couldn't get open much against us, though. Probably. Going into what's going on in the group chat, um, someone – High school basketball game, throw something at little Bronny James while he's trying to inbound the ball. Like, to me, what are we doing? High school game, kid is 14. Like, I don't Man, care Bronny. I don't care who Sonny is. Like, nobody should be throwing. Like, it's a high school game. Like, I love the ref. Ref was like, yo, get, we need to get I, him out of here. Scared. Someone just threw something at him. Yeah, he, he's got to go. He's got to go. Get him out of here. And you know what happens, though? When that happens, you see the cop walk over. And they're like, who threw it? And then nobody moves. And I just think about somebody probably being there like. Trying to point to him. He did it. Secretly. Kick him out. Kick him out. Because if you sent by him, you don't want to get kicked out. All you need the ref to do is, well, I think it was him. Got, a, got a, a really good trivial fact. This was all over social media today. But if there was somebody who had some Super Bowl tickets to give away or something, this would have been a great question to ask. What two running backs have been featured in the last seven Super Bowls? You guys know? Garrett, this will be the first Super Bowl in the last seven years that doesn't feature the likes of LeGarrette Blunt and C.J. Anderson. I saw that today, and I was just <laughs> like, dang, I did not realize that. But the first Super Bowl in seven years, no LeGarrette Blunt and no C.J. Anderson. They'll be watching on the couch just like we will. I want to go to a Super Bowl party, though. Good luck with that. Yeah. Pro Bowl coming up this weekend. You watching it? I'll probably turn to it at some point. Okay. I like I like at least seeing what Slate and my man Gilly Lockdown yeah. gonna do. You should be playing in it. Uh yeah, it doesn't I matter. I think so. Um Steph is taking uh He's doing the skills challenge. Participating in the skills challenge. Yeah. He's skilled. I, I like him. We like him to win it. I like Steph to win. I re I retweeted. He can play he could play receiver. He obviously could play corner, so yeah. I retweeted I like it. Him. I think we I got we gotta shoot him a text in group and group chat and yeah, let I him like, know I like it. that we're all betting money on him winning a skill challenge, so don't let us down. I I'm mean, not I'm lose, not betting anything. That sounds like that could be illegal, so let's not say be that. betting push ups. That's yeah, not okay. illegal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're Chad, Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Chad Ochocink. I don't know which last name he's going by right now, but he said that he was trying Mama to. Mama named him Chad Johnson. I'm going to call him Chad Johnson. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. He, Chad Johnson said he was going to try out to be an XFL kicker. Had a video of him booting one from deep. Didn't try out to be an XFL kicker. I don't know what happened. He was um, down at the fight. He bet all his money on McGregor. He did. McGregor won. 
He dapped up McGregor after the fight. Like, I saw that. He hit him that respect. He had the camera fall. So, some need the XFL. Go kick. kick. You don't need to kick. I'm out of here. I'm not right. doing that. Senior Bowl is coming up. Any, um, any um, reminisce? Yeah, I was balling. They thought that. Before you get into your Senior oh. Bowl story, this is my Senior Bowl story. You didn't go. I did go. I went to your Senior Bowl. And I rented a car. Instead of being selfish, this is after my rookie year. I should have been selfish. I should have booked myself a plane ticket. Took my, wife, took my then girlfriend, but now wife with me. Bought a ticket for my mama to meet us out there. And that's how I should have went to the Senior Bowl. Instead, rented a car. Packed the car around with like seven of us, of everybody that wanted to go to the Senior Bowl. Took an 18-hour drive down to Mobile, Alabama, which was awful. He was texting me awful. the whole time. I don't know why awful. I did this. Don't know why I did it. But that was my Senior Bowl memory. Yours is probably a little different. Yeah, I was out there balling. You, you made know, a lot of balling, money. Balling, balling. They thought I was going to go late. But everybody doesn't like you. I remember I did an interview at the Senior Bowl. And it was like, how you think you're practicing? I was like, I think I'm doing good. It was like, mm. Tampa Bay. Mm. I don't really like what we see. I'm sitting here like, look at me now. No, I'm sitting here like, then why are we meeting? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? This is a waste of time. <laughs> who, like, who cares? All right, cool. That was my problem. I, I got frustrated. I think it was Cleveland watch at the combine watch junior film with me. It wasn't the best. I was like, my senior film is great, baby. Let's turn it on. Told me I wouldn't run 4-3. I wouldn't run 4-4 four, four or 4-3. Four, Look but at Maddie, me now. Matty P said some good stuff. He said, at the Senior Bowl, all you men, you never know who you're going to get in the elevator with. Be sitting next to, walk by, so you should handle yourself like it's a job interview at all times. There you go. Respect. Oh, not on the sheet. Today, though, I watched us sit down a panel discussion with um, J. Cole and Marshawn Lynch. And I thought Marshawn Lynch... Every, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, the thread on Twitter, and people are like, yeah, man, he's also educated. Oh, man, like, yeah, he, I didn't know he was smart. And I'm like, why? Like, the dude went to Cal Berkeley, he was in college. Like, why would he not be educated? But I thought he said some great things. He talked about in 2010, his, his first year in Seattle, there was 275 transactions that the team had for that year. And he said, in life and football – Everyone's like, it's great, man. You make it in football, but they don't think about if you play three years to five years, that's three or five years that now you're not thinking about what you're doing after football. You're not doing an internship. You're not starting at an entry-level job. You're just pushing it back. And then you get out, and now you just lost. And he said his whole time, he was like, he left that year and was like, I wonder what happened with those 275 people. And obviously transactions sometimes are up and down on the mm -hmm. practice squad. But like many of us know, within a year, when you count training camp, I mean, you're going you're gonna to get close to 100 transactions, yeah. if not way more of people being in and out of, that, in and out of the uh, facility. Um, so he just talked about how the NFL, like as great as it is, it's, it's an environment that fosters guys to a lot of times not be themselves. If they want to stay in the NFL, if they want to get big contracts, you're kind of you're told to be who you think you need to be. Mm -hmm. um, because if you don't, and then you end up out oh, of the yeah. league. Now you don't know what to. So I thought he just had some really good insight um, for people who don't take think that the NFL is just once you get there, it's just like oh, you made it. Well, you're living your dream. Everybody it's doesn't have easy. a ten, ten it's, year career. Doesn't 
make doesn't they still need to go to you know, it's just it's a great a job opportunity for everybody but there's some there's some realities of it that are, are not great for everyone for sure like for sure. in basketball you look at delante west a lot of people looked at that video and it's probably laughing and joking but you see him he's, he's on the side of the street he looks homeless he he looks like he's having some mental, mental issues and yeah. uh, he played eight years in the nba yeah. like he played over the average made good money probably but it it it's like anybody else, though. If you have issues, no job, no amount of money will no fix that. You need help. Solve that, you need for help. Sure. For so sure. that was just some real life. Yeah. Norma Tech comeback of the week. Who you got? The Hunt family. I believe this is the first time that they've had to hold up the AFC Championship trophy once it was named Lamar Hunt. I mean, does it get much better than that? And this was close because I wanted to go Morstead. I mean, you get cut Morstead. You get yeah, cut yep, multiple right. times, and then you go out there and dominate. But I just thought as a whole organization, um, hosting the AFC Championship game last year and losing in overtime um, had to be crushing. And then this year to, to go and do it, um, unbelievable for Kansas City, the whole city of Kansas City. I always love it because they gave us some of the best barbecue in the world last year. Um, and they showed us respect and let us eat. Nobody bothered us, um, even though we were on the Patriots. So shout out Kansas City. You're headed to Miami. Um, but I'm not going to say who we got to pick yet. Yeah. We'll save that we'll for get next back week. To that. Yeah. Yeah. Who you got? Lost the weekend. Whoever it was that threw that little, whatever it was, at Bronny James inbounding the ball, lost the weekend. Male or female, you lost. You lost. Whoever man. it was. I saw a zoomed in image, but you really couldn't tell. Whoever that was, you lost. Who won the weekend? Conor McGregor. Think about this. We haven't heard much about this guy since he lost to Floyd Mayweather. I mean, he got in a fight at Barclays. He, I think he had gotten in trouble for something else. And then he gets back in the ring and he's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the octagon. And he's like, yeah, I know. You, you miss me. But don't forget, I'm still good out here. I'm still. But his next fight will be against some real dogs, too. So we'll see who he chooses. Um, and not that I follow UFC that closely, um, but I've seen some of those other guys go. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But shout out Conor McGregor. You won the weekend. I got to disagree with you there. I got to go with uh, Raheem Morstert. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Yeah, but, I mean, we've said it three different ways. But regardless, <laughs> the man went from undrafted to cut multiple times to have 29 rushing attempts, 220 yards, and four touchdowns while averaging 7.6 yards a carry and he said for good measure i'm gonna catch two passes for 36 yards i mean catch two passes for six yards yeah that's not great though. that's not great but it doesn't matter the man had 200 why didn't you just add that why you gotta show me up on, on my show he had 220 yards you know what he had in a regular season 137 attempts for 772 yards he was so he was flat out balling that's a pretty good average 5.6 yards yeah but that's what i mean this kid came you got to remember who are the running backs on, on their team. Yeah, I know. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida. You also got to count and, the fact um, that uh, McKinnon Kenan, yeah. got hurt. But he, this guy still was a third-string running back, McKinnon. was a special teams player, and got his opportunity and, and just took, took off with it. So he's definitely, he definitely won the weekend. But shout out to McGregor. I can see it. He won the weekend. Yeah. Do your homework. Sorry. As a reminder, you guys can tune in every week. Maybe one more week. We'll get you a Super Bowl edition of double coverage with the McCourty Twins. But either way, iTunes, YouTube, 
And tell your mama you made it. Double coverage with the McCourty twins. And as always, thank you to our partners, Boston Medical Center, Embrace Kids, and Norma Tech Recovery System. System. Thank you, guys. See you later.